We're live, ladies and gentlemen, up on YouTube and Rumble. And like, I got two guests on with me here today. Um, these guys are actually really cool guys. They have their own podcast, and it's actually a really interesting show. And yeah, can you guys please introduce your, yourselves first? Uh, Hello, everybody. My name is Saul. Uh, it's a pleasure being here uh, in the Ray Infinity Show. Thank you, Ray, for giving us the opportunity and the privilege. Uh, it's going to be a great, informative show. Yep. Thank you. And you? Uh, and my name is uh, Carlos. And uh, yeah, together we open up our own channel called Patriots of the American Republic. And we're having a blast doing it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I love your guys' show. Like, it's really informative. Like, Carlos, when you first told me that you were going to do a show, it's going to be like a, a, to, to reach out to the Hispanic community. Um, even though I'm not Hispanic, it's still a pretty interesting way because you guys are actually coming from a more traditional way of, of, of politics and like a, a critical way of thinking. But because you, because today you don't really see many his people, many Hispanics come from like the conservative Republican side like that. Well, so it's actually pretty interesting. Well, the interesting part is that Hispanics do have conservative values, uh, especially the traditional ones that come from Latin America. Uh, the ones that are born here and maybe first, second generation, really, they start to lose those traditional values. But if they're coming from, you know, uh, Latin American countries, they have really conservative values that align more with the Republican Party. And even I would say the uh, the independent or liberal, but more so on the conservative side. But what happens is they tend to uh, vote Democrat. Why? Because we're sold a, a blue pill that Republicans are for whites and they're racist and that Democrats are for minorities. And that couldn't be further mm -hmm. from the truth. And, yeah, being half black, I can totally see it but from the black perspective, because, like, it's, it's pretty obvious that the vast majority of black Americans in this country vote Democrat have been since, like, um, the 50s and 60s, even though there actually was a time where most um, blacks and Latinos were actually more Republican. That's a fact. Until like the le the left and Democrats tried to change history by saying like, oh, by the, by saying the party switched, um, flipped. Which is, if you've done your research, you know that's actually completely false. The parties uh -huh. never once switched. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, the and switch the switch was the wool that they pulled over the uh, public's eyes. And to be quite frank, that's that's part of why we're doing it because. Unlike the American news that has both, I mean, it's majority leftist, but it has some conservative ones like, you know, arguably Fox, but, uh, you know, you've got OAN and Newsmax, right? I know it's arguably, but but there's still, yeah. uh, it's pretty, it, it, it counteracts the left, right? That that yeah. we can we, we can agree upon. On the Hispanic side, we, there's only two news stations and that's Telemundo and Univision, and they're both leftists. So how mm -hmm. does a Hispanic person get anything other than what they're feeding them and brainwashing mm -hmm. them. Yep. Yeah. So, and basically, like you told me that what basically inspired you to start the show, both of you guys too, is that um there was really nothing out there for the Hispanics to even listen to that come from a more conservative or even libertarian-like side. So, and you both concerning yourselves are conservatives. Um, you guys decided to, to start this to try to get the word out there and reach more Hispanic people. Most definitely, Ray. Uh, Carlos had the great initiative uh, to create the podcast, to start the podcast, so we can tackle this uh, this problem in the Latino and the Spanish-speaking community where they only listen to the leftist, what mm -hmm. I call Marxist leftist Democrat side, which yeah. main channels like Univision and Telemundo, they control. And it's on purpose because even in Miami, sometime last year, they try to open a Republican radio station in Spanish, and they shut that down, Ray and uh, Carlos, as I, as I remember telling you. 
So it, it is a complete uh, system against the initiative of informing and educating Spanish-speaking Latinos or the audience about what's going on on the conservative side of the, of the question. Oh, okay. Yeah, they have, they have a monopoly on the Spanish side. And one of the things that frustrated me was, uh, I don't know if, if I, uh, you got a chance to see um, Dinesh D'Souza's documentary on 2,000 Mules. Yes. Uh, there was a whistleblower, Democratic whistleblower there, and she said that they target the Hispanic community because of their age, comprehension, and ignorance. And that frustrated me because you're using us as pawns and puppets, and, and that's not how it should be. And so what we're trying to do is counteract that by talking politics, right, mm -hmm. policies, what drives what what drives our lives better not not stupidity and 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 superficial things like the democrats do mm -hmm. yep completely agree right there but i was not aware that there was like a, a station to get to the hispanic community that was shut down i wasn't aware of that mm -hmm. yeah, yeah I, I will be happy to share and send you the the article and the and the, and the resources mm -hmm. yeah uh you can send it to me anytime because like maybe we can um, bring it up right here in a little bit because we're actually this, yes, sir. actually this probably ties into that because we're going to be mm -hmm. talking about um, on where do you think where you think America will be in the next thirty years? Well, so see, here, here's the funny thing, Ray, is that you know when when we talk about conservatism, right, and and especially the Republic, it's not really conservative. They don't use that word. They go straight to the Republican and they associate it with white supremacy. They even tried yeah. to do that with uh, Congresswoman Myra Flores, who won. Yep. Uh, what was it like a couple of weeks ago or a month ago and change ago? She won. And so the I, I'm not sure if it was the New York Times or I think it was the New York Times that tried to paint her as an alt right Latina, as an extremist. Wow. And it's really <laughs> how they play these types of games. Literally, literally, it's the same thing with Clarence Thomas, um, Tim Scott, Ben Carson. I could go on and on. So, oh, yeah. And like and those and like being half black, like those are actually black people that I look up to a whole lot. Oh, and Candace Owens, too. I forgot to throw her in there. Probably her more so than any of them. Candace Owens, Larry Elder. I don't know if you've listened to Larry Elder. I've been listening to Larry Elder for about eight years. Love Larry Elder. Great guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of him. Like, he was on Tim Pool's show just a couple weeks ago. I nice. saw that. Yeah, that was that was a really interesting um, 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 podcast. Oh, I could also throw yeah, in Officer Tatum. That guy spits out facts like I don't even know where he stores all that stuff. The guy's so amazingly intelligent. He just pop, 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 like a machine gun, right? Like an AR-15. One after the other. Probably my the favorite thing I've seen of Larry Elder was when he and Officer Tatum did that collab about when Roe was overturned. And they were reacting to OJ's um, um, opinion on it. <laughs> Literally, that entire thing was hilarious. Because, like, and OJ posted a video on Twitter saying, like, uh, you shouldn't tell a, what a woman can do with her body. Uh, did you tell? Did, was it Nicole's choice with what you did to her? So yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the funny part. So, <laughs> Crazy. but but yeah, like um, as far as I like, I believe what you told me was both of you have been conservatives your entire lives. Is that true? Mm, no, I'll I'll, uh, I'll let Saul uh, respond to that one first. Yeah, so for me, uh, uh, no, actually, right. Uh, for me, I started uh, when I started college at the, at the University of South Florida uh, here, here in Tampa. Uh, I, I actually had at that moment democratic uh, beliefs. Uh, as you know, most institutions, universities, uh, unfortunately, they're controlled by the left. So you go in there thinking that, oh, yep. yeah, it's the right thing, the right social thing to be a Democrat. Uh, but but again, uh, back then I wasn't informed and awake like I am right now. 
So yes, at some point, uh, I actually, I'm not ashamed to say it, but I did vote for Barack Obama for his first mm -hmm. term. Uh, yep. Then after I realized that he didn't produce the results that all of us were expecting, uh, I decided to walk away from the Democratic Party uh, race. Yeah. So I am part of the Lexit movement. Uh, yeah. And when I saw Donald Trump uh, go down the stairs to Melania, since that moment that we all knew he was going to announce his uh, presidential campaign, uh, we decided to go ahead and support him, uh, yeah. switch parties, become educated, become more awake to what's happening, use yeah. a lot of underground media, and be away to the to the fake news that we're exposed every day, and to see that the majority of the of the media right now is very biased, it's very rigged. Uh, I mean, in my opinion, just like our great president Trump said at that moment, uh, they are the true enemy of the people. Yep, um, I'm I was I'm pretty similar to you. Like I was blue pilled at one time. That's just how I was raised because like my entire family. Um, was, was are Democrats. There might be a couple libertarians, but almost every one of them are are Democrats. And so for up until 20, but what got me red pilled was 2020 and January 6th, because like all of, it took all of 2020, like I've told Carlos and you beforehand, like um, as 2020 was going on, I became from a liberal to a libertarian. And then after January 6th, that's when I became a conservative because I saw how the media was portraying all this. And like, it's it was clearly, clearly lies. So, yeah. Yeah, and in my case is a little bit different. Um, my values have were rooted on on traditional things, right? Uh, due to my parents, uh, I never really got into politics. I couldn't. I, I to me, it was just too complicated. I I was young. I was ignorant. Uh, I focused on things that were irrelevant. I think I started to pay attention more uh, to politics when I became a Christian because I, I used to be an atheist, and that was about thirteen yeah. years ago today, as a matter of fact, or excuse me, thirteen yeah. years ago yesterday. Um, I started to pay attention because, you know, things about the Antichrist and how he would come about and one world government and all that stuff. And I was like, wow, that's pretty interesting. And I started to pay attention to first uh, international news. And then, it, you know, obviously it brought me here to domestic. And I started to see um, what each party stood for. And it was very different than what I grew up with or what I understood it to be. Right. I just thought there were basic differences between the two parties. But at the end of the day, yep. both parties loved America and wanted to do what yes. was best for it. And mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you, what I saw during the Obama administration was was the opposite. I didn't see a party that loved America. I saw a party that loved every other country but America. And so, uh, you know, I, I looked at what each of the parties, uh, you know, was standing for. And I said, you know what, my values don't represent that. So by mm -hmm. default, I, I went to the Republican side. And, and like and like yeah, that's actually a pretty good thing. Like 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 me, I'm not religious, but um, I'm I'm very spiritual. But I'm open to religion. Like um, if any, if anyone could like talk to me about that, try to get me, become religious, I'd be open to that. Like maybe if we were having a conversation in private, I probably would be would would listen to you guys on that. I'd be interested. But yeah, well, by, all, by all means, we could definitely have a conversation, and I'll share with you what I know. Because again, I was an atheist for thirty years, and no. so uh, you know, I had. I had a, a huge turnaround, so I can definitely yeah. share it with you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, probably I'll probably um, do that with you later on. But yeah, yeah. But the first topic I wanted to get into, like, um, like, like before we went live, was like I wanted to get right into like, um, do we think like America will be in in the next twenty five to thirty years? Do we think it will be more conservative, like where it's more traditional, or do you think it will be more progressive and liberal? So yeah, uh, we can start out with you, um, Saul. So. Yeah, right. Uh, that, that's actually a great point, and thank you for the opportunity. I believe in the next 25 to 30 years, 
if things continue the way they are, when we have censorship by big tech, uh, by the rig media, I really, I strongly believe that unfortunately, uh, the United States of America will be more liberal if we continue this trajectory. A lot of the conservative values are being marked as non-ideal, that we're, you know, extremists and things like that, all things that are lie that we know of. So the whole system is pretty much in place to take us there, to have a more liberal uh, North America. That's what we are right now at crossroads. We are in, in moments that are going to be crucial. When we look back 20 years from now, we're going to look at this moment and see what way, which route we took as a country, as a nation, as a world. So in my opinion, unfortunately, I strongly believe that the United States of America will be more liberal if the trajectory continues the same. Uh, can we do something about it? If we do things about election irregularities, if we do something about social media giants censoring our voices from the conservative side, if things get done right now and they get rectified, I believe we have the chance of putting a tourniquet to this liberal globalist agenda that, we, that the system has in place, not only nationally in the United States of America, but globally. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Carlos? Uh, I, I don't have any optimism and change, unfortunately. I think this is a snowball that is just out of control, right? You ever see the cartoon where the snowball starts at the top of the mountain? It's really yeah. small, and as it continues to roll, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I think yeah. that's where this entire thing is going. I don't think there's anything that's going to stop it. Unfortunately, the Republican if we're waiting for the Republican Party to save us, it ain't going to save us. Why? Because the Republican Party is unfortunately split, and that's yeah. always been its, its issue. The Democrats stand together. There's only maybe one or two Democrats that may break off, but for the vast majority, both in the House and the Senate, they all stick together. Yep. Republicans yep. do not do that, and that is our downfall. That is why we continue yep. to lose on policies. That is why we continue to do lose in negotiations, because yep. what we do is we placate to the left because they have so much power and so much influence. Yep. For example, just uh, yep. uh, last week, I think there were two, two or not two, I'm sorry, a, a number of Republicans that voted for further gun control. There was like about five of them or something like that. Are you kidding me? Republicans that want more gun control? Uh, you know, that's absurd because we know where the left wants to go with it. It's not hyperbolic to say that the left wants to take away our guns, right? Because they'll focus, uh, they don't focus on actual gun violence. They focus on narratives and emotional points to spew the conversation mm -hmm. and, and, and really try to drive that narrative so that the end game could be to eventually take away our guns. Yeah, and like um, one of the senators who voted for that is one from my state. So yeah, Joni Ernst. So I actually was mm -hmm. a huge fan of. I was a huge fan of her. I truly was. And then that happened. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. You, you listen, you you can't you can't. We're not talking about uh, you know voting on party lines. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah. But we know that these people only only yell and scream from the top of their lung when it suits them. When it doesn't. When the narrative is completely flipped, they're completely silent on the situation. Mm -hmm. For example, we talked about it in one of our episodes. There is uh, the gentleman that uh, I shouldn't call him a gentleman, but the, the criminal that basically shot up a New York City subway and killed yeah. a bunch of people. The, the media, I mean, for the most part, they, they reported on it. But once the details come out, it was a black man. It was a New York City, more than likely a Democrat. Right. Oh, no, no, no. Now, now we don't want to we don't want to touch on that. If he were white, we'd want to mm -hmm. hammer that till the cows come home. Same thing. Same thing with that guy that crashed into that to the fence at, at the at the Capitol last year. Pretty much yep. same thing. Yep. 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 But 
in my opinion, I believe that this country in the next 30 years will be Christian conservative, not just conservative, Christian. Now, let me explain why. Like, um, I, like um, I'm just, this is going back to a study from like the early 2000s where like conservatives were having 2.05 kids and liberals were having 1.75 kids, which means conservatives are having more kids than liberals. And like Tim Pool said it best, um, uh, the left, they doesn't have kids, they have yours. So that's why they're so desperate to indoctrinate um, conservative kids into their ideology because they know that their ideology um, is, is pathetic and no one actually buys into it. But kids mm-hmm. will buy kid, kids will buy into anything. That's pretty obvious. And so, like, if you tell like um like a, a like a second grader about this ideology stuff, they're of course they're going to buy into it, no question. And that they would um spread become leftist. But now, like here, this is like um with what was that um case in like Maine where like um that where like it would allow um um parents to like choose to send money for for the kid to become in a private or religious school and not just a public school. They they were angry about that. Because like they, because they know that this is this is giving parents more power and, and over their children and stuff like that, and they don't like that. Why? Why? Because they know this is a threat to their agenda. Like um, it, like it, like if you just went by families in like the next thirty years, you will have substantially more conservatives than liberals. Like um, like like there was a study that my generation, which are Zoomers, and yes, I do not call them Gen, my generation Gen Z. I call them what they actually are, which are Zoomers. Which from the studies I read that. Zoomers are a teeny bit more conservative than liberal, just a teeny bit for the first time in over 100 years. You have a generation that is slightly more conservative than liberal. And it isn't because like um, um, kids are getting red pilled or anything like that. No, it's because you have more conservative um, families having more conservative kids, which makes a whole lot of sense. So and, and so that's and so like and the leftists, they know this so that they re- so that um, if the leftists get their way with critical race practice in schools or this other ideologies, then um, the kids of conservatives will become leftists and then their ideology will continue to expand. Well, it's interesting because uh, this is a known known statistic among church leaders, and I've heard it at several different churches, including my own. Uh, yeah. About 80% of the kids that grow up in a church home, now I don't know what denomination of church, I don't know if this is if we're hammering or we're looking at a specific domina- denomination or just in general, right? Mm-hmm. Well, about 80% of the kids that grow up in church, when they hit college, they leave the church, meaning they don't uh, affiliate as a, as a Christian of some kind or some way. So uh, that's an interesting mm-hmm. topic or an interesting, uh, you know, thing to observe as we move forward. Yeah. And, and, and like, um, if, like um, homeschooling is actually, from the research I've done, it's actually much better than, than public schools. Because it's very interactive. Like, like, there, like there was some times where like some liberals were attacking homeschool. Let's say, oh, kids aren't going to be interacting with other kids. I mean, like, like it's actually pretty interactive. And like a lot of times, a bunch of parents they get together with all their kids. Like they take turns. Well, like they yep. one day they're at this house, one day at this house, and et cetera, et cetera. Like it's actually, it's actually much better than public schools. And it's, and it, it's better because you have control over what your kids are being taught. And uh, even though you may live in a, um, you know, if you're in a conservative county and conservative district, you know, your your worry might not be too high, but there's still Mm -hmm. these things that are going to go in there. For example, my my middle son, Kevin, his uh, I think he was a freshman in high school. One of his teachers, I don't know if it was a history teacher or what, had the uh, the gay pride flag uh, on the classroom. And and my son goes, I don't understand that. Mm -hmm. Why do why do you have that flag there? We're not pledge of allegiance. We're not doing the pledge of allegiance to the gay flag. That's great. That's yep. your identity. Yep. More power exactly. to you. Yeah, more power that we're saluting. Yeah, yeah. Like just the like just the same reason. Like um, 
like like this is a, a little different of an ideal um, different situation but like like when i was a kid i always watched wwe i was a huge john cena fan as a kid and then and then when i was a kid i realized I, I, everyone that i talked to they all hated him like all my my uncle who was a huge fan hated him and i didn't understand that and then when i got older i realized oh that's why everyone hates him because he's a corny character so yeah that's pretty much the idea right there so <laughs> but 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 yeah like um but I do think this country will be more conservative in the next 30 years. Now, do I think like it'll be like 70, 30? No, I don't think that. I think it'll be more long lines of like 50, 60 um, percent. I, I don't know. There was a Fox poll that came out maybe about a month and a half ago, two months ago, saying that uh, religion in this or people that associate with a religion in this country dipped. And it was a good amount. It was like 12 percent or something like that. I'll share it with you. I, I don't yeah. remember the exact number, but it was it was a pretty good amount. The trending. The trending that they showed, uh, it, it, it indicates a decline. So hmm. it'll be interesting to see what happens. Oh, yeah. I, that would actually, I, I actually would like to read that because, like, I didn't read an article about that. I, you'll, the article I read was just about parents, about, about people they don't believe in God. That's, what, that's the article I read about, like a record low. So, I'll yeah. see if I can find it while we're talking. But 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 yeah, like um, this is like another another situation, and this actually ties in more into this. Like there was a there was like a charter school in California, like um, and it wasn't like um like a regular school like that. It was actually a really really good school. Like it was doing extremely well, and it wasn't and it wasn't long before um a bunch of teachers came in. They started teaching things that weren't part that weren't part of the curriculum. Teachers were called on it. Then the teachers started to unionize. The, the grades dropped, and now the school has become kind of a gang zone now. So this just sh this just shows why I think teachers' unions are the probably the most stupid thing of, of them all, to, at least today, probably. Yep. I went ahead and 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 uh, pinged you that link uh, to that okay. report. All right. Let's um take a quick look at this because uh, this is actually something interesting. Okay. Okay. Number of Americans who believe in God drops to historic low. Okay. I think this might be the one I read, but uh, like yeah. yeah. I think this uh, it was around that time. I don't remember if it was this article specifically, but this is the same thing. We're like um, uh, the percentage of Americans who say they believe in God has dipped to the lowest number in the past nearly 80 years, according to a new Gallup poll published Friday. Hmm. The values and belief poll conducted from May 2nd to 22nd showed 81% of people answered that they believe in God. That is down six percentage points from the 87 percentage of respondents who said they believe in God in 2017 poll. Holy, that's just from 2017. It's not like it was like 20 years ago. No, no. this is very recently. And so. and this, this to be quite honest with you, Ray, I mean, I know that you, you probably don't know about these things, but uh, you know, the, the Bible that was written, you know, between two and 4,000 years ago or over that uh, indicates that it says there's going to be a time of a great falling away of the faith. Right. Mm -hmm. Where the things about God will be bad and the things that are bad will be good. And we are living in those times. And I I, I personally think there's going to be a further decline. Yeah. Like um, my family is pretty is pretty religious, um, especially especially my grandpa and all of his siblings were. In fact, one of his, his brother, one of his brothers was actually a pastor and his son's a pastor currently right now, too. So, yeah. But but like, the, well, and I haven't been to church in years. I mean, I would like to go back again, but I just haven't. So, yeah. Maybe, like, maybe, maybe I will eventually. I just don't know when, though. So, yeah. Yeah, there's actually a gentleman here. Uh, I also found uh, some statistics in Gallup.com. According to their website, uh, America's membership houses of worship continued to decline last year. 
dropping mm -hmm. below 50% for the first time in Gallup's eight-decade trend. In mm -hmm. 2020, 47% of Americans said they belonged to a church or mosque, down from 50% in 2018 and 70% in 1999. So it is in a, in a steep decline, unfortunately. Wow. But it, I, I'm not surprised that it's lower, but that low, man. Wow. Yeah. Like, um, like, like it's, it's clearly obvious that there are a whole lot of, um, le how, let's put this nicely, like, um, things that go against God or against religion that are, that have been spiking all the time, especially within the last five, six years, probably like, um, like, 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 I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. Um, I'm trying to be, I'm, I'm trying to be nice. Um, some ide an ideology, which I'm not going to say specifically, but I think you know which ideology I'm referring to. Something about um, trying to, you guys probably know what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, I, I'm just not, I just can't say it on this show. So yeah, yeah, because I don't want to. We get it, brother. Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I just don't want my show getting in trouble. So because I found out a lot of people have been getting in trouble for talking about stuff similar to that. So yeah, but. But but yeah, like um, you guys go to church all the time. I take it, right? Correct. Okay. All right. So you're both like non-dimension, dimension. Is that it? Non-dimensional. Non-non-denominational. Non okay. Yeah. And so you've been like both. You've been religious for like the last twelve or so or thirteen years or something like that. I'll let Saul answer for him. Okay. Yeah, for me, I mean, uh, more in a in a dedicated way. Uh, Ray, definitely for the past you know four to five years in a more consistent way. Uh, I've always uh, been a Roman Catholic ever since I was a little kid in, in South America, in, in Venezuela, oh. in my home country. Uh, but then I, I made the switch to Christianity and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really learning about the, 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 the religion and trying to follow it as, as best as we can. Yeah, well, like I said, like maybe um, maybe later when in a, in a private conversation, you can like um, explain to me. Maybe you guys can like convince me that religion is the best way. I, maybe I, that maybe that's possible. Well, yes, well, sir. We'll be more than glad to. Yeah. One thing I'll clarify is that it's not religion. It's it's a faith, right? Religion yeah. is a bunch of man-made stuff and and do's and don'ts and and you know these types of things. And you know, faith-based uh, Christianity is very different. And uh, if you look at it, basically, mm -hmm. Christianity is the tree. And all these denominations are the branches. And they basically came out because someone, a person, said, you know what? I'm reading this, this text in the Bible a little bit different than what you guys are practicing it. And if you guys don't change the way to, to what I believe or how I'm interpreting, then I'm going to leave and start my own church. And that's basically how all these different denominations pretty much came yeah. about. Like, like when I say I'm spiritual, I say like I'm more like Christian spiritual. Like I believe in God and I believe in the Bible. Like I, I, I just never got caught onto the religion aspect of it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, we'll, share, we'll share with you, absolutely. Yeah. And like coming from two religious people, like um, I want to get this is actually something I heard about. Like it's it's kind of weird, but I've heard about this. I've actually talked about this with Osiris when I went on a show like last week or something like that. Like there was actually a, a, a theory in about is something in the Bible that with Moses in the burning bush. Like um, what 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 uh, this theory I heard about was that um, what it was was the acacia tree. Which is something that's rich with like um CB CB it's it's like the it's like the stuff that's, that marijuana is that the stuff that gets you high and stuff like that and basically like what it was like when it was caught on fire it was practically like getting him high or something like that like yeah. which well allowed him to communicate with God so that's, that's just that, a theory I've heard that yeah that's that's stuff that uh, you know people kind of try and make up and put in there is no indication of that in the scriptures whatsoever. 
Yeah. Uh, the scripture is very clear that that God showed himself in front of Moses as a burning bush. Uh, yep. What's interesting is, is that he tells Moses to take off his sandals for where he stands as holy ground. We do yeah. see that one more time in, in scripture, and it's a little bit further down where Joshua is getting ready to invade Jer um, Jericho. And oh. uh, the night before, he's standing on a hilltop and uh, he's praying to God and and an, an archangel or an angel, excuse me, uh, uh, shows up or a figure shows up, excuse me, yeah. a figure shows up. And, yeah. and so jo uh, Joshua doesn't know if he's for him or against him. So he draws his weapon. He says, you know, stop right there. Are you for us or against us? So this figure tells him, I'm the general of the Lord's army. Take off your sandals for where you stand is holy ground. It's really okay. interesting. And Christians believe that's a Christophany. We believe that's Jesus Christ prior to him mm -hmm. actually being born physically. Okay, that's interesting. Like I didn't actually believe that. I just I didn't believe it was something like the acacia tree or something like that. I believe like what it was interpreted as in the Bible. At least that's yeah, how I find, listen. You're gonna find a lot of stuff out there. You're gonna find people's interpretation. That's why that's why I'm a non-denominational Christian. I don't want anybody's interpretation of anything. I want what the Bible says because we believe the Bible is the word of God, it's the literal word of God. It was it was inspired yeah. by the Holy Spirit, as as the scriptures say. And and we don't want somebody's interpretation of what, what it means. Yeah. So being spiritual, I think we could find a lot of common ground right there. Because like, yeah. 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 Okay. And speaking of like um, like a lot something that a lot of people say that is connected to religion or something like that, and to a lot of people it is. It's like uh, I wanted to talk to you about this the day that it actually happened, Carlos, but you you and your family were busy for whatever reason. I wanted I wanted to talk to you about Roe v. Wade being overturned. It's like literally, oh, yes. like, uh, we were supposed to hook up with Adam that night. No, Adam was Osiris. Yeah. Oh, it was Osiris. Yeah, it was Osiris because he came on my show the day it happened. It's like okay. literally, if, like if I hadn't done if I hadn't done that show, um, if I hadn't if that if it hadn't got overturned, I wouldn't have done a show that day. But because it was, I had to immediately do a show on it. I had to immediately. Because it was something, it was huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, I I wasn't expecting it to be overturned, actually. I was not. And when, because I was watching the um, right side broadcasting live as it was going on. And like, when it came down, I was like, holy, yeah. I was literally like that. So what well, were we got We got to thank Trump for those Supreme Court justices, uh, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, like I, and like I said, because the fact that um, that this got overturned, that I officially put Trump above Reagan now because Reagan wasn't able to get Roe overturned, but Trump was able to. So I had to put him above Reagan now. Yeah. That's cool. But, but yeah, what were your guys' reaction to Roe v. Wade being overturned? Because, like, I'm actually very curious. Go ahead, Saul. Yeah, it was definitely a, a shocking reaction in a good way, in a surprisingly good way. And I would agree with you, Ray, on Trump surpassing Reagan. I mean, uh, just by his decisions of putting, appointing those judges to the Supreme Court, that's what enabled us to have this major win. I, I personally believe, in my opinion, that it is important uh, of every state to make the decision. Yes. Uh, it's historic that Roe v. Wade has been overturned. I think that's something that should have been done a long time ago, but obviously, uh, you know, no, no, no Republican president wanted to touch that. Uh, since, in my opinion, some, most of them were in bed with the Democratic Party. And the Democrats, obviously, they're not going to touch that because they're, uh, you know, they're pro-choice, they're pro-baby murder, they're just uh, demonic, in my opinion. And everything that's happening, it's showing that. 
Uh, this mm -hmm. is uh, something that for them, it's like a ritual. So to eliminate that in a way by getting in good traction on yeah. overturning Roe v. Wade, it's a good start to what we're aiming to do. Yeah. Uh, Carlos, how about you? I, I uh, you know, a lot of points that Saul made, I concur. There's a lot of people didn't want to touch it. I think uh, the Republicans didn't really want to touch it as far as uh, like George Bush you know, junior or senior. And I think in part of it is because they didn't have the same opportunity that Trump had, right? Trump got, for whatever reason, three picks, which is unheard of, right? I, and yeah. I think the, the last president that had three picks was George Washington, right? Well, so Reagan, it was, I, didn't uh, Reagan have that many picks? I don't, I don't think, Ray, I think Reagan had two. Reagan, I thought Reagan he had, had three. three. I thought he had three. I we could be wrong to, about this. We, we may have to look that up. I thought it was two, but, but either which way. Um, he, he was able to achieve it, and uh, and I do think that it's causing – it's obviously going to cause a lot of controversy. Now, here's what's interesting is the position of the Democratic Party. If you go back to when I was a teenager, which was in the 90s, and we have them on video where Bill Clinton and Joe Biden himself, when, when he was you know way back then, we're talking about how abortion should not be uh, – should be done rarely and, and carefully – and, mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. So they were trying to, they were talking about how it really should not be what it, what it turned out to be or what it became eventually to be. And I think the Democratic Party has morphed into doing it whenever they want because it's an easy tactic, right? They don't look at us as people. They look at us as pockets. And they yep. know that this is a pocket of the woman vote, of the female vote that they can bring in if they seem to say, well, you're a man and you can't tell women what to do. Oh, so you're going to tell me that there aren't conservative women that are pro-life? Uh, pro you you see that the false narrative, that emotional trigger, and then women go, yeah, you're a man. You can't tell me what to do. And, and so that's how they get their, you know, their hook, line, and sinker into these people, right? Yeah. And if you didn't know, most of the pro-lifers are actually women. That's a that's a known <laughs> fact right there. That's a known dude, fact, dude. It's let me tell you. I, so you know that I, I just had a baby, right? Now, so is my yep. brother-in-law. So I, you know, I'm married yep. to his sister, and we just had a baby girl. And and let me tell you, my wife was so ecstatic to feel the baby inside of her. There's this mm -hmm. deep connection, emotional connection that we men will never know because we yep. cannot get pregnant, no matter what yeah. they tell you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. bond there and when i look at my wife and i see her look at my baby girl I, there's just a bond there so so what happens is these these people that that are okay with killing their baby what they do is they've gotten to a point where they've dehumanized the baby to be nothing more than a clump of cells it's not life it's just it, it's it's nothing it's nothing until it's born which is absurd yep. yeah and like empress artemis said in the in the live chat said because in the past they needed more kids to sacrifice, now they want everyone dead. So, exactly. like, I, like I pretty much said, I believe abortion is is practically the elite some sacrifice to their evil gods or the Satan or whatever sure. they want to call it. Like sure, they're, they're actually, they're like actually, I, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Like when I showed Carlos, like when I showed you that video of Alex Jones sneaking into Bohemian Grove where they were doing occult oh, yeah, rituals, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that just shows what, I, what I'm talking about. And the statue that they burn in front of of the giant statue of Moldy Al God is an effigy of a child, I believe, or some or well, there, woman. I there, there's a there's a biblical character, if I'm not mistaken, called Moab from the Old Testament, where this right. group of uh, individuals, this group of tribes, that's what they would do. They would sacrifice their baby on the altar to this or a statue of this uh, false god, this lowercase g god, and his mm -hmm. the hands of Moab were piping hot. 
And what mm. they would do is they would place the baby on the hands as a sacrifice. And obviously the baby would burn and die. And that's yeah. what they did. And, and God found that detestable, right? Yeah. And like, what was that? Who is that in the Bible? Was it Abraham that was, that God was testing to see to see to him for his love for God? Like he was like he was testing him to sacrifice his son, but uh, but but when he was going to actually do it, God stopped him and, and and asked him to sacrifice something else. I believe uh, yeah. that's that story. That's a beautiful. That's a beautiful story. And and yeah. see, I'll I'll give you a little bit of, of biblical um, knowledge right about now. Okay. The Bible. I've discovered the Bible. You can read it, and it has three layers to it. The top mm -hmm. layer is going to be just the story, right? And anybody who's who's literate can read it, right? Yeah. The second part, second layer is the comprehension, right? What does the story mean, right? How does it apply to my life, to the world, etc.? Then the okay. third layer is the prophetic layer, and we can see, and you have to look really closely, but you'll mm -hmm. see Jesus Christ in that third layer. Yeah. That that story that you mentioned is a great example. For example, this is Abraham's son who mm -hmm. God asked to sacrifice, right? But yeah. it, it, was it really a test? Yes, no. Mm -hmm. God knows beginning to end. So it really wasn't a test for God, right? God knew what mm -hmm. he was going to do, right? He's all, yeah. all known. Was it a test for him? Possibly. Was it a test for us, for us to see later down the road? Absolutely. But here's the interesting mm -hmm. part is mm -hmm. that in the text, I, um, uh, I, I, Isaac looks at his father and he says, Dad, where's the sin sacrifice? And, and Abraham responds and he says, God will provide himself a sin sacrifice, right? Very mm -hmm. interesting the way that's worded out. What's even more interesting is that that same location where Isaac uh, Isaac was about to be um, was about to be sacrificed happens okay. to be the same area where Jesus was crucified. So it's really wow. a meta, uh, not an illustration of what's to come or a foreshadowing of what's to come. Abraham's mm -hmm. son is going to be sacrificed. Jesus is going to sacrifice his son in that same area. Wow. That's actually, yeah, that's interesting right there. I never thought about that before. That's huh. that third layer. And let me tell you, for me personally, that's the exciting part is that third layer. Hmm. Yeah. But that, but that is pretty interesting though. But, but, but like, um, like as I, as I, but the fact that Roe v. Wade was overturned, this was something else that I said. Clarence Thomas finally got his revenge on Biden. Finally <laughs> got After 30, it'll be 30 years in September. Well, next month, actually 30 years. Because like when he when Biden was trying to embarrass him pretty much during his hearings, so like um something about natural law or whatever. I don't even know what he was trying to talk about. So yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think I think he had a, a interview where he was like, I, you know what? I just let the guy talk, and you, you know, I, to this day, I still don't know what he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like um ever since this, well, he, not just Roe being overturned. But people like they're trying to like AOC, for instance, has been trying to get um, Clarence Thomas and well, Alien Omar as well. They've been trying to get him impeached for, for 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 I'm still trying to figure out what the reason is. The only thing I can think of is that they just don't like his opinions. Right. Yeah. But Clarence that, Thomas. Like, oh, that's what dictators ahead. do. That's what dictators do. They, they try and jail or remove their political mm -hmm. opponents. They can't have a political mm -hmm. discourse, an educated mm -hmm. one to to. Uh, voice your position no they want to they want to shut down the opposition in any way they can yeah like um did like when aoc like was calling for insurrection by saying this decision is illegitimate so 
Okay, if what Trump's saying, by saying peacefully and patriotically, walk over to the Capitol, if that is inciting an insurrection, then what AOC said was certainly inciting an insurrection. But, but you're saying something is illegitimate, even though the, the Supreme Court, the highest court in the, all the land, handed down a decision, and it was done fairly. Well, in a, in a lot of ways, they were intimidated to, to uh, intimidated because some some idiot leaked the, the original draft of it. Most definitely, just to follow up on Carlos' point, the radical Marxist left, they have become so draconian when it comes to censoring or shutting down the opposition. So any debate that they know in a fair, clean match debate, they will lose the argument. That's when they start calling us, oh, you're a racist or you're a bigot or no, you don't understand science. You know, yeah. science only works for them when it when it just goes to their narrative. Uh, so just to, it, it goes to show you, right, uh, and, uh, you know, Carlos and audience that the radical Marxist left, when you don't agree with them, when you don't, are not in, on the same page, they cancel mm -hmm. you out. They want to censor you. They want to shut you down. Or they're just plain and simple, like AOC. They want to indict you. They want to send you to jail. That's mm -hmm. the slippery uh, slope where we are right now. And we're on the edge yeah. of this becoming really, really bad. You know, I, I'm originally from South America, from Venezuela. And as you gentlemen know, and the ladies in the audience and the gentlemen, uh, we know what Venezuela has gone through. That it started yeah. as socialism. And then it tilted into communism. And right now, you don't have any freedom of speech in Venezuela. And that's mm -hmm. where the left, the Marxist left, is trying to take this country. Uh, we're on the edge of it, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Empress Artemis in the live chat, um, they, look, they both look like cops because they work out all the time. I'm just letting you know that. That's why. Yeah, like, yeah, we try we try to be active. So thank you for the compliment. I'm gonna take that as a compliment because yes. uh, at yep. least us we respect the law and order and the cops. Yep. And yep. Uh, thank you for that comment. We try to be active and we encourage you, Ray, and everybody oh, yeah. in your audience to stay active, stay healthy. Yeah. We yeah. are in times that yeah. this are, these are unbelievable times. So we have to be prepared mentally, yeah. physically, spiritually. We yeah. have to eat well. We have yeah. to disconnect from all this system that is trying yep. to bring us down to get yep. us depressed so it is important to be active physically with the fitness eating well encouraging yep. that with your family and your friends yeah well that's well i'm actually going to be starting to work out pretty soon like i'm actually i'm actually going to be ordering some weight sets per, in like the next few weeks or something like that so great yeah. job sir make it happen yeah because yeah, i because i work every day so i don't have time to go to the gym so so i can do it at home too so yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Whenever you need any questions or any of your yeah. audience, feel yeah. free to reach out to me and I'll be happy to yeah, share good. some fitness tips at no cost. Okay. okay. So here's, yeah. here, here's the funny thing that I, I want to say is that it's interesting when these people shut you down. Uh, like like Saul, right? My family comes from a, a country where, uh, unfortunately, his country, his home country was affected by my mother's birth country, right? Which is Cuba, right? Yeah. I don't know if people know the history, but Cuba... Uh, became allies with Venezuela, uh, with Chavez, and basically yep. influenced him. And that's how socialism went in there and eventual communism, right? I, I know it's still a democracy on paper, but it's not. <laughs> it's a clown show, right? But here's mm -hmm. the interesting part. It, the, what the Democrats are doing is very, very similar to what those dictators did 
in, in those in those two two countries, right? My great grandfather was jailed mm. for being uh, he was jailed politically because he spoke yep. up against the regime, and for three years he was he was jailed, much like uh, a group of people that are currently in, in in jail right now for an event that took place at the beginning of the year. So it's really interesting how we're at a time. We're, and we're supposed to be a democracy here in this country, and we're supposed to have rule of law and, and all this garbage from Merrick Garland talking about nobody's above the law. But yet <laughs> when there's an opposition, these people want to shut them down in the cruelest of ways. Yeah. And like speaking, you said your great grandfather was in prison for a few years. Did did he, years. Did, yeah, did he ever come here to America or who, who, which one of your family that came here to America? No, it was my grandfather, my grandfather. So my grandfather was a business owner over there in Cuba. Uh, he owned like a, like a factory or some type of a warehouse where they produced uh, soap and shampoo and, and, you know, things that were hygienic, right? Uh, we yep. had a couple of houses that were, that were left, uh, you know, from, uh, I don't know if it was my great grandfather, if he purchased them through hard work. Um, but all of that got taken away. Uh, mm. You know, my mom, my mom would tell me how, her and her siblings, my uncles, my aunts and uncles, they had literally machine guns pointed at their head by wow. the Castro regime. Uh, the entire uh, business that my grandfather had was destroyed. I mean, it was physically destroyed to the ground. My grandfather had no choice but to take my grandmother, my aunts, my uncles, and my mom and, and come over here. Yeah, that's that was good of him. Like, however he, he was able to get over here, I congratulate him on that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's why I love this country so much because, yeah. right, if I had been born in Cuba, uh, I don't know what it would have become of me. I wouldn't have the privileges that I have here. And honestly, it, it, it irks me when mm -hmm. I hear people criticizing this country and refuse to leave it. Like, if you don't like this country, uh, leave. If you find leave. it yep. racist or you don't like capitalism, you love social, leave. Leave. Go to yeah. the, go to the place where you love. If you think this country is evil because it used to practice slavery at one point, well, guess what? Most of the world practiced slavery. So pick me a country that didn't practice slavery and go there. Actually, you every know? country has in the world. Yeah, every country has. has. Every country. Carlos, has, yeah. I, Carlos, just to follow up on that point, some of our, our friends on the liberal side of the equation, on the Democrat side, that they say that they hate this country and they want socialism. Uh, I, it will be interesting to send them to my country, to Venezuela, to see oh. if they're going to like that socialism. I can assure you they're not going to last 48 hours there without their <laughs> Apple TV, without their Apple laptop, without their Starbucks, <laughs> and all the privileges that the USA <laughs> offers. You know, let's send them to Cuba. Let's see if they're going to last 24 hours in Cuba or North Korea or parts of socialist China. We yeah. know that it's all a farce. It's a mm -hmm. fraud. They, 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 they love the privilege that they have here, but they want to yeah. criticize the country in the greatest country on earth. I mean, it yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah. Or go to go to the go to any country in the Middle East and, and say and say you hate that country. Yeah. You'll get exactly. stoned to death in public. See, yeah. See, see, You'll, see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> but, clown, but world. Yeah. clown world. Yeah. <laughs> clown world. But a lot of like a lot of these blue states, these blue areas are starting to look like um these third world countries. Like have oh you God. like like have you like have you guys seen that video of in New York of that guy in a Chucky costume harassing people on a subway? Trying to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or there was a guy eating a shoe on a subway in New York. Like literally, 
he was on the subway and taking bites out of the shoe and eating it. So Ray, let let me tell you, and that is a great point that you're that you know that you're bringing up. How unfortunately, our states uh, that are blue, the liberal states, uh, they have become so different from what the you what the United States it's all about. Like I see yep. videos of uh, of Philadelphia, very rough areas of Philadelphia that the camera is passing by and it's just homeless people after homeless people. Uh, it is very sad. The same trend in California, they have records uh, for homeless homelessness, unfortunately, right now. Mm -hmm. Look at what's happening in cities like Chicago where train, uh, freight trains are yeah. getting uh, basically robbed. I mean, yeah. it is out of control. And if any of you in the audience look up the top the top cities or the top crime cities in the United States, I can assure you that a high percentage of those cities, unfortunately, are Democrat-run cities. They're blue cities. Why is that? People need yeah. to be become awake to what's happening and mm -hmm. see that these Democrat failed policies are not working. It is yeah. not what's best for this country, in my opinion. Yeah, the top. I believe the top five uh, most crime-rated cities are actually blue cities. I believe that. That's mm -hmm. what it is. Yep. Yeah, I don't want to look it up right now, but I strongly believe yeah. you are correct, sir. Chicago, D.C., Baltimore. Uh, there was two. I forgot what the other two are. NYC has got to be here. Probably, yeah, yeah. And here, here's yeah. here's the thing. The, the, so there's there's a number of factors why this is happening, right? Number one is the whole defund the police movement. I I don't yeah. know how common sense the, is so is so rare amongst the uh, the the Democrats because. Who would have ever thought that defunding the police was a good idea? As a matter of fact, I think it was de Blasio who took like a billion dollars from the police uh, budget and had to put it back because crime was just getting ridiculous, right? And so yeah. that's that's number one. Number two is they allowed a bunch of criminals to go free because of COVID, number one. I, I don't understand that. How, how, that's even, how does that even make sense? But okay, whatever. And then you've got... People who are committing crimes that are being, they're not being prosecuted. They're being let go by these leftist DAs. So you've got a trifecta happening, and that's not a recipe for safety or security for, for regular people. Like um, like in California, like they, they don't criminalize them shoplifters anymore unless they unless they steal something that's over $1,000. So over $1,000? So yeah, I thought it was 600 It was over $1,000. It's 1000 well, now. Over 1000 Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, actually, they actually increased it. From six hundred to a thousand, so that so they can let the criminals steal some more and then prosecute them. And actually, gentlemen, to this point, Walgreens, you know, the, the company Walgreens, they had to shut down multiple yep. Walgreens in the San Francisco area and other woke leftist Democrat cities in California yep. because literally they go in, uh, they yep. steal, and the employees just stand there. They cannot call the cops. The security guard literally cannot do anything because if they were to do something, they will get in trouble. So this is yeah. what the left is doing. They're trying yeah. to flip reality. They're trying to encourage criminality. Yeah. That way they can create a chaos and bring down the United States. In my opinion, it yeah. is an effort that is calculated. The globalists are working with the Democrats in this country that are in power to bring down this country. Yeah. The Great Reset, as we mm -hmm. all know, it's happening. And we, right now, these are unbelievable. What, what a time to be alive. We're witnessing it. It is not by coincidence. And it is very imperative that everyone becomes awake 
to what's happening. It's not yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> I've like um I first I first heard about this about the Great Reset and got a, got a, and yeah like I found out from people like well I don't I think I found out before I found found heard from heard about it from Alex Jones I heard about mm -hmm. it from someone else um anyway that's beside the point but I first heard about it and like at, at first I thought it was just a giant conspiracy theory until I started to look more into it I'm like this seems very fishy um, and then I saw the video that they the World Economic Forum actually released. Because you both saw that video, right? Yeah, they're actually on video saying it. They don't even hide it anymore. Yeah, they don't hide it anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's on plain side. It's on their white papers. It is on the on the UN website. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's not mm -hmm. good. It's not good what's happening, and uh, that's why we're here trying to, uh, yeah. you know, wake up people as much as possible. What, yeah, what they do is very, very uh, intelligently, they switch words around, right? If you if you pay attention, here's a good example. Remember Obama's campaign? What, do you guys remember the slogan that he used? Right? It's time for change, right? I think so, that? yeah. I think okay. so. Well, he definitely changed the country. Now, change, depending on your perspective, could be good or bad. And obviously, there's a lot of stuff that was not happening here in this country prior to Obama that's happening right now. So the change, in my opinion, and in my perspective, is bad, right? So it's oh, real yeah. general words that they use to try and manipulate, confuse, and deceive the audience. Yeah, like, it's incredibly scary stuff. And, and like, um, I, I do a, I, a lot of people consider stuff like this conspiracy-like stuff. But, like, um, when, I, when I do research about people who are, like, higher-ups, like, um. Klaus Schwab, if you guys didn't know, I, I think I told you, um, Carlos, Klaus Schwab is, is a Rothschild. Like, yeah, like he his on from his mother's side. So and yeah, like they're actually probably the most the richest family in the world. So and Bill Gates is a Rockefeller, too. So uh, there are a lot of these people that are in higher power. They're actually elite. Like they're not just some like rich, random rich people. No, these are highly powerful people, like people that have a whole lot of influence. Like, 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 did you both see that video um, of in 2020 of Bill Gates thanking China for their sacrifices? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was disturbing when I saw that. I was like, oh my god! Like, how is this even real? How? It makes no sense. Like, well, well like, but basically, what you know, a, a excellent point, right? What they're trying to implement, it's pretty much a a, a global draconian, uh, you know, prison planet state. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to follow the China model uh, when it comes to the surveillance. Uh, as you gentlemen know, in China, every city, uh, everywhere, they're trying to implement a social credit score. So that's yeah. what their globalists are trying to implement here in America. So they uh -huh. rolled it out in China. Then they're doing it also in Australia. Uh, and now they're trying to implement it here in the United States of America. So uh, an excellent video. Go, uh, go ahead, right? Yeah. Just for everyone who hasn't seen the video yet, just watch this video. Don't say anything while you're watching it. And then, yeah, just, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
That part's a right now, so. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And the World Economic Forum actually released that. And they took, and they put it on their actual website, and then they deleted it because of the backlash to it. So, yeah. Like, um, like, like they literally put that out, but they literally put this out by literally as a marketing tool, like saying, you will like what we have to offer. You will rent, you will own nothing, and you will be happy, and we will provide the bare necessities, and then everything else will be out of reach because it will be too expensive. Like, you know how BlackRock has been out there buying up homes all across the country, basically mm -hmm. outbidding, outbidding Americans by like 25 to 50% above asking prices so that Americans cannot afford to own homes, effectively, right. lock, effectively locking them out of the market? I'm, I'm that's looking for that's exciting. Yeah. Well, go ahead, Carlos. No, no, no. Go ahead. You, you go ahead. I'm just saying yeah. I'm looking for something that's 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 relating to this. Go ahead. Well, yeah. and, but, and if you didn't know, a whole lot of BlackRock executives are part of the World Economic Forum. If you didn't know that. Oh, yeah. most definitely. The, the owners and all the executives of BlackRock, they're globalists. I mean, we all know that. And an excellent point, Ray, bringing this up, how BlackRock, it's absolutely outbidding hardworking Americans and even rich Americans uh, yeah. that are trying to buy property. They're outbidding them by 45 to 50 percent from yeah. above asking price. I mean, it, it is absolutely unbelievable. That video demonstrates where we are. They want yeah. a, a dystopian uh, futuristic hellhole, uh, mm -hmm. prison planet, basically, where they literally tell you, mm -hmm. you will eat bugs. This is Charles Schwab, literally. You can look it up yeah. if you don't believe me. Oh, you I, will I eat bugs. That. You will own nothing. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a draconian uh, control state. That's what they want. And pretty much the 2020 situation that happened with Kufi, we all know what I'm talking about. Kufi 19, uh, it was part of the agenda. This is all established in order to make the 2030 global agenda where mm -hmm. they're trying to break down borders. That's one of the reasons why the Marxist leftist Biden administration has open borders right now and letting all the illegal aliens pour in without checking anything about them. And this is happening in Europe. They're letting all, all the immigrants just cross the borders, no checks and balances, Oh, from you're doing this on purpose, ladies and gentlemen, and it's not good. Uh, and I'm glad that you're bringing this points up, uh, Mr. Wright. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, Carlos. Yeah. So I found I found what I was looking for, and this is coming from the Book of Revelation. Now, keep in mind that the Book of Revelation is future tense, right? It's the Great Reveal. That's what Revelation stands for. And it says in uh, chapter six, verse uh, verse six, it says, "And I heard a voice from among the four living beings saying, a loaf of wheat bread.'" Where three loaves of barley will cost a day's pay. And don't waste the olive oil and the wine. Essentially, what's being said here is that stuff is going to get astronomically high when that time comes. And you're going to have to work a whole day just to be able to eat something that, that you would normally just eat regularly. <laughs> and, yeah. And like, I also think this ties into the metaverse as well. Like, um, like, like literally, the metaverse, the way it's being pitched as, it's literally the matrix. It's literally the matrix in real life. 
like mm-hmm. like having people live in pods, eating bugs, and be plugged into the metaverse. Basically, basically living, having you live in a fantasy land, and you won't be able to understand the difference between reality and real life. Yeah. So, so it's a fact- that's actually that's actually an excellent point. If I may interject, uh, mm-hmm. where all of this, in my opinion, it's uh, it's it's pre-programmed. It's a programming to get us ready to what's going on. So movies like The Matrix, uh, uh, Blade Runner, you know. Correct. Yeah, uh, things that are pre- basically pre-programmed to get us to get the society ready. in mind, ready to what they're rolling out. I mean, it's all in plain sight. Uh, you know, it, it, it's tough because half half of the country or half of the world or more, they're not awake to what's happening. They're so yeah. blind and drinking their Kool-Aid, and they're yeah. not awake to what's really going on. Yeah, <laughs> and like Alex Jones said it himself, like. Blade Runner is is like is not the world's not intimidating Blade Runner. Blade Runner is just a pre-op to get us ready for what's actually coming. Correct. Yeah. Alex Jones said that. So, and Alex Jones, he's one of my favorite guys to watch. He is one of mine. He's he's hilarious too. Like he's same, portrayed. Same here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I watch I watch Infowars all the time. So yeah. Like, Same here. I'm, a, I am a, yeah, I'm glad that you're a fellow Infowarrior. I watch Alex Jones and, uh, and Owen Shore uh, every day. Uh, they are the, 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 you know, the true, the true media of what's happening. Uh, and just goes to show you how they, they have been shut down by all the, uh, the tyrants on the left, uh, social media giants, uh, that censor them. But again, that has made them stronger and they're going to continue growing and expanding and saying the truth. Uh, and they're, and, and they're making it happen. They're waking people up. There's a massive awakening going on. And, and, and like, yeah, like Alex Jones, like, um, He's one of the very, very, very few people that are actually willing to like um, speak out against certain things. So yeah, like, is he right every time? No, he's not. Like, obviously the Sandy Hook thing, we all know he was wrong on that. And like I said, I don't think I think he actually believed what he was being told, but whoever was telling him was act, was intentionally lying to him. It's like it's called counterintelligence. Like basically, people they're given the like Alex are given the real information, but within the real information, they're actually being being given like. On fake fake stuff. So, like when they actually say it, they actually sound like they're idiots. That that gets into like David Icke and the shape shifting lizard things because there's no such thing as shape shifting lizard people. So, huh. yeah, yeah. Like I just wear this. I wear this mask all uh, all the time just for a joke. So, yeah, yeah. But and like um like when I went on Osiris' show about a week or so, almost a week ago, me and him talked about like transhumanism. He surprisingly, he said he's all for it. Actually, that's what Osiris told me that, and I was trying to ask him why. And this, and his response was was like, you can't stop technology. That's really what his opinion on it was. And I was like, well, no, because well, guess, but guess what? That just because you go with that does not mean you have to go along with it. You can't. You don't have to. But the, but well, I, I and he also said he's pro metaverse too, but only because like you can't stop this technology, like. I under I can understand where he's coming from, but I completely disagree with him on that. Because like most definitely, Ray. Uh, uh, touching back on uh, on what you had mentioned, so uh, I believe one of w- w- one of your last topics was referring to uh, who's going to run in twenty twenty four, or you mentioned yeah. from or DeSantis. Like like um, like, who do you guys think will be president in twenty twenty four? It doesn't necessarily have to be Trump or DeSantis, or even or even a Democrat. Just who in general. Do you guys think will be the president in 2024? Definitely, uh, Carlos. If you want to go ahead and start with this one, yeah. So uh, you know, 
Uh, one of the things that scares me is that uh, the laws that have changed uh, because of C-19, I don't see them reverting back to po prior to C-19. So if there was any shady business that happened, uh, again, if uh, I, I, I kind of see that formula replaying itself out again, and that's what that's what scares me. And actually, Saul can attest to this because I think a year and a half before the actual election took place, hit, uh it was him, myself, and another friend of ours. We were in a group chat, and I told him, I said, man, let me tell you something. I'm afraid if, if, if things were legit, this is going to be an easy one. But I'm afraid of the shady stuff that goes on. Uh, and, and I told him a year and a half. And, and, it, and, and obviously, it, it, you know, we can say that it happened, right? Uh, you know, I mean, uh, you, the truth never minds the light. It's it's always things that are done in in darkness uh, that that mind that, that bothers the that are bothered by the light, so that's my biggest fear. I personally would like to see uh, Trump win. I love DeSantis. Don't get me wrong, but hear me out on this. Uh, if Trump is able to win, uh, or if Trump is even able to go with all the harassment that's going on for him, right? Uh, that's four years uh, of his presidency. Then DeSantis. We'll have eight years of DeSantis. That's a total of 12 years of Republican conservative presidency, mm -hmm. right? Yep. That would be ideal for me, right? Because if, let's say, Trump doesn't go and DeSantis uh, wins, number one, it's a loss for the state of Florida because he's been doing phenomenal, and I'm just mm -hmm. not ready to let him go yep. yet. And then and then on top of that, right, we're, we're shortening it up by at least four years because he's obviously only two terms, and who knows what happens after that. Yeah, and by the way, you mentioned Trump. Um after, after we're done with this conversation, we can get into the Mar-a-Lago thing, if you guys wouldn't mind that, too. So, yeah. But, like, uh, Saru, you can ch chime in. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. No, excellent points, uh, uh, you know, Carlos. Um, you know, my, in my perspective, uh, the 2024 president, yeah, I mean, ideally, uh, you know, I, I, I would love D Donald Trump to, to be the president, you know, to win the presidency, you know. But, again, there are a lot of things that have not gotten done to address some of the irregularities that we all know that went on in the 2020 presidential election and uh you know until those things are not tackled uh i'm not sure if that's going to happen obviously i am an optimistic person i you know i want this country to to head the right way pun intended um so it, it is important yeah do i want trump yeah when it comes to trump or DeSantis. I completely agree and concur with Carlos. Yeah, uh, in an ideal scenario, uh, for from our perspective, it would be great to see Trump win and then DeSantis going for two terms afterwards to put a tourniquet to this liberal Marxist leftist agenda that's draining this country, that's dividing this country. And uh, we need someone to go ahead and make a right. Uh, and again, I'm not sure if on the left, who, who they would have because uh, Joe Biden, as we can see, <laughs> uh, I mean, literally, the, the, you know, the old man cannot even put a jacket on. And not to make fun of that age and that condition, uh, because at some point we're all going to be old and we're all going to be, you know, in similar situations. But again, it goes back to the point that he shouldn't be running the most powerful country in the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, I pretty much. <laughs> you're fun. you guys are hilarious too. <laughs> I I think Carlos just pulled a Joe Biden. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I, I I don't feel bad for Joe Biden. Why? Because he put himself in that predicament. He he was too old to run. And I I told this to another friend of mine. I said, listen, if Joe Biden actually gets in this race, he's going to have to 
change everything that he stood for for the past 30 years that he was in the yeah. Senate, right? Because because the party's gone so far left, right? And that he's going to have to just switch and revert. And that's exactly what happened. He should be off retiring with his whatever grandchildren, sipping iced tea, letting Jill take care of him, whatever, right? But he's not. He got he allowed the left to put him in this predicament. So therefore, he's fair game, in my opinion. Well, Cyrus is in the chat. So yeah. Hey brother, how you doing? So yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Well, good to see yeah, you, Cyrus. He told Hello. Osiris. Osiris told me that you're going on his show on Wednesday, right? On Wednesday, that's correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I won't be I won't be able to watch that because I'll be working. But if I'm on my break, I'll try to get a minute or two of it in. But I probably won't be able to watch that. So just letting you guys know ahead of time. So no worries. But but like Osiris said, they can't stop the populist right. They are getting desperate. So yeah, yeah, great point, buddy. Like I, um, I, I think the events that took place last Monday are indicative of their uh, of how desperate they are. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, nuclear nuclear codes. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> you actually expect me to believe that he actually took nuclear codes? Right. Are, are yeah. you going to tell me they don't change the codes between presidents? Exactly. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You see, like it's it's not believable. Like if that's the best you can come up with, like you're pretty. Yeah. If that's you're really the best you can come up with. You ever see the movie, uh, the '80s movie, um, Spaceballs? Yeah, that's one of my all-time favorite movies. Hey, one of my all. You remember? You remember that scene where he's like the code one, two, three, four, five. He's like, what <laughs> happened to my luggage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and speaking by a lot of, and speaking of Spaceballs, Darth, a quote, the funniest quote Dark Helmet said actually ties into a lot of Democrats and Joe Biden. Like, say, this is the quote. Evil triumphs because good is dumb. That's literally what the Democrats are these days. The, mm -hmm. the, because good is dumb, that's why they're all they act like they're evil. That's really what all it is. So yeah, it's it's actually it's actually sad to see uh, a lot of our brothers and sisters that are on the Democrat side of the equation that they believe these lies that they get fed all this manure and they still buy it, even though they have been wrong and wrong. Time and timing, and I mean, just look at the FBI where they created lies, you know, with what happened with Russia Gate and all that. They created evidence. Uh, this is what the news, you know, have, have said. Uh, and then for them to pull this illegal raid in Mar-a-Lago uh, yep. over some apparently uh, historic uh, documents that, that the president took, uh, even though Barack Hussein Obama took, I believe, 30 million or, or 30,000 documents in truckloads to Chicago when he left the White House. Oh, but you know what? No right there. No yeah. right to Hillary Clinton that literally used bleach and hammer servers to destroy evidence. Oh, mm -hmm. but again, the yeah. FBI looking the other way. It's so yeah. evident what's happening. It's a political witch hunt. And the yeah. FBI, in my opinion... Just like the rigged biased media, they have become the arm of the Democrat leftist Marxist globalist party. They are out, not, out of control, and this should scare just, everyone. It's not yep. just the FBI; it's every all these institutions like the DOJ, the CIA, right? They're all NSA, NSA IRS, yes, NASA, everything. Absolutely, but, they've all become arms. Like uh, Saul, I think you mentioned the, like an octopus with all these tentacles. And, and, right. and what they're doing is they're they're hurting the 
us, the people, they're supposed to be institutions that are supposed to protect us. And they've yep. joined these these radicals because that's what they've become. The left has become. The, this isn't John F. Kennedy's Democratic Party. Let's be real. It's not. JFK. Oh, it's not. it's not. JFK was actually a conservative if he didn't yes. know that. Like, yeah. Even though, even though yeah. he was a dem even though he was a Democrat, he was actually a conservative. The only thing I disagreed with him on was his was his was his immigration policy. But other than that, he I agree with pretty much everything he said. Listen, listen, it, it's 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 a testament of where the Democratic Party is when they have self-proclaimed socialists running and winning elections like Sandra Ocasio-Cortez, obviously Bernie Sanders, and there's one more lady in Seattle, Washington. She's a congresswoman. She's from Hindu background. I don't, I don't remember her name right off the bat, but man, you've got three socialists uh, running, and I can, I can, I can send you the picture if anything. Oh, and speaking of AOC, that. speaking of AOC, and you both being Hispanic, I have to ask you guys this question: Who is better, AOC or Sonia Sotomayor? <laughs> Are you really? my I gosh? I have to like, ask both of you that. That's like picking Satan and Antichrist. Which one's better? <laughs> <laughs> I I just had to ask you both that. Like, yeah. well, I'll start with that one because I'm sure Clint Carlos is gonna is gonna be the, the Mariano Rivera and close and the closer with that one. But in my opinion, none of them are better. Uh, Ray, they are so woke, far leftist Marxists, both of them. I mean, and uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. I mean, she has literally come out and self-proclaimed as a socialist, like like our brother Carlos has said. I mean. She actually compared Venezuela, my home country, which yeah. in many perspectives, it is a hellhole from an economic perspective. And she said that literally she would like the United States of America to follow an economic plan like Venezuela, like, like, like my home country. I mean, is she out of her mind? But again, her constituency that are blind to this yeah. socialist agenda and this woke radical agenda they don't see that. Again, AOC is someone that probably wouldn't like spending eight hours in Venezuela. She would hate it. She yeah. wanted to come here to her luxurious apartment in D.C., you know, to get on her Tesla, to play with her, <laughs> with, her, with, her with her iPhone, and to have yeah. her Starbucks latte. And these people want to push socialism? Get yeah. out of here. Go to Venezuela. Go to Cuba. Go to yeah. North Korea and see if you like it. I, I'm I insane. I think Osiris just wants to date AOC. That's what it is. Like, do you remember, like, last year was someone from, I forgot who it was. It was someone from the Daily Wire that raised funds so that for AOC's grandmother, I believe. Who, uh, yes, who, I think, uh, who, who was it? Who was it? No, Charlie Kirk isn't part of um, Daily Wire. Oh, Osiris, no, no, no. I'm... Osiris, I think you should know. Um, if you know who it is, can you please um, let us know? I think you know who it was. Um, like, I, know, but, I know who the guy is. I just don't have his name on the top of my head. It, it's, it wasn't. It wasn't Ben, Matt, or Michael. Um, who was it? Oh, it was from Turning Point USA, wasn't it? No, it was someone from the Daily Wire. Oh, I know that. Okay. Yeah, and, um, it, and it wasn't. It wasn't Ben Shapiro, correct? No, 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 no it wasn't. wasn't ben. No, I know. God. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, who was so, that? Uh, I, I just sent you the picture of the three socialists together. Uh, if you check your email. And Ray, just to follow up, uh, you know, with AOC and Sotomayor, Sotomayor, you know, again, in my opinion, she's another leftist Marxist, uh, you know, that, that's trying to push anti-constitutional items. Uh, again, with uh, with a coup feed, uh, you know, uh, 
Alci, uh, you know, she's trying to push for that, trying to push for the face diaper, you know, for the draconian mask. So Sotomayor and AOC, they're both from the same swamp. Yeah, like this is actually a great photo. It makes a whole lot of sense. Um, yep. <laughs> like you, if I had to pick one, I would say Bernie, but that's only because he's been consistent. Everyone else, no, Agreed. no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, well, and, and, and by the way, I looked it up. It is Matt Walsh. Right winger oh, okay. writer Matt Walsh on the Daily Wire raised over 100000 for Rep. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's grandmother in Puerto Rico. Yeah, but um, they shut it down for whatever reason. It wasn't because of Matt's. It was because, like, for – was it – I think it was GoFundMe, right? Where they were the ones that shut it, it down. GoFundMe. Yeah, it was so, GoFundMe. Yeah, like, I, re I remember that, and I was laughing my ass off, like, there. And because, like, here's the thing, though. AOC, she's a multimillionaire. So and, – and, and, and her grandmother needed donations. But mm -hmm. you know, Matt, Matt was only doing that as a joke. I don't think he was being serious, but yeah. Listen, listen, at some point it was cool. It's been cool to be the victim, right? Of, of yeah. everything and anything. Uh, so uh, here you have AOC who grew up in a privilege, went to, what was it, Boston University? Right? Yeah, BU, uh, yeah. Yeah, I believe so. And, so. and so she's uber privileged and here she is trying to make herself like a, a victim. Oh my gosh, my abuelita, dude. Stop buying the, the, the cafe lattes at Starbucks and go send your away. <laughs> <somewhere. laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, this is incredibly hilarious stuff right there. Uh, let, let me see if I can find the, oh, this she is that over six figures a year. Come on. Like, are you kidding? Yeah. Me? Uh, one, one seventy five K a year or 200,000, I believe a year. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. Not, not to mention all the other stuff that she, all the benefits, like remember when she went to the gala and the nice little dress that she wore there and, Come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like this is that one video on a subway in New York. I'm not sure if you guys seen this. Uh, I said I don't know if Osiris has seen this either, but this is that guy, the video of that guy eating a shoe on a subway. So, look, <laughs> this is real. This is real, by the way. <laughs> wow! Wow! This seems That's like something. This seems this almost seems like something you would see in a third world country. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, but it's very sad what's happening, uh, Ray, Carlos, and an audience. I mean, these are times to to read. Yeah. Huh? Uh, you, you there, Saul? He froze. Saul, so, you okay? Uh, you know, awaken oh, to what's are. happening because it's a global system versus all of us. Yeah, like um, and this photo, photo right here, I love this. I, I, I gotta get this like post this on my page or like get it like um the pre the stamp. That you have three people, my probably three, my three favorite people that are in. Well, Tucker's not in in the, a government official, but three of my favorite commentators are. You have Trump, Tucker, and Marjorie Taylor Green. Like, I love Marjorie Taylor Green. Yeah, I love she, them. And she's good looking too. So yeah, that that's just a bonus on top of that. So yeah, but but here's the thing, though. Like these are the people that we should like be the ones looking up to. These aren't the people that should be like, oh, these are the ones. These, um, let me rephrase. These are the three people who we should be um like be the top people in the government. Like like here's the thing though. I, I beforehand I was saying like if Trump does run, I think DeSantis will be his VP. I yeah. still believe that'll happen, but. But if it's not DeSantis, and I'm start, I think it might actually be Tucker. It might actually be Tucker as his nah, VP. I don't think it'll be Tucker. 
I heard that, this, would, that would be incredible. <laughs> I heard I heard it, but I think that might actually be what it is. Like I like that would actually be the next best thing after nice. DeSantis. So yeah. But I hope I hope that happens. So there, there's a but, there's a com there's a comment from somebody uh, saying what a bootlicker. Who who's that person referring to? Uh that <laughs> that person that was eating a shoe. So oh. uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, that's good. that's good look. Wait, wait, that's the wrong one. My mistake. Um, uh, is that the right one? That's good looking. She looks like. Oh, okay, no, that's the wrong one. Uh, where is that? I don't see it. Uh, but yeah, I think it was ten thirty-two. Okay. Yeah, it was at ten thirty-two. It makes sense. Okay, okay, yeah, that makes that makes total sense. Right? That was hysterical. Yeah, but like, like, have you seen all these videos on and coming from New York and L.A. Like not just that one or the guy in the Chucky costume, but a guy literally, um, a guy who actually thought he was a ninja and tried to fight a store owner with a stick. I showed Osiris this one. I, I got to show you this one too. Like, there's a there's a mental illness issue sweeping across the country, and, and nobody's doing anything about it. And it's hard because now you've got certain certain perspectives that that uh, that are illogical, unnatural, but but they're considered the norm because my gosh. Uh, Heaven forbid if you hurt somebody's feelings now in 2022. And yeah. Exactly. Especially we also have an, uh, an opioid problem uh, with all the fentanyl crossing the border, uh, mm -hmm. the southern border, uh, because it's wide open. And again, the left is just worried about pronouns, transgender, uh, you know, drag queen, all that insanity instead of tackling the actual problems that are happening. But... But, but yeah, <laughs> and the guys and the people on the train beat him up afterwards. If you didn't know that, <laughs> I'm trying to find this. Uh, where is it? I know I, this one right here. This guy who actually who thinks he's a ninja and tries to fight another store owner. So, look, thinks he's a ninja. <laughs> Wow. wow. <laughs> Need more training. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that, and it's coming from an account called Clown World. So, yeah. Oh I love it. Wow, that's hilarious. <laughs> I, I, I follow a lot of these funny accounts because all this stuff right here, it's unbelievable. Like, but Live of TikTok is the standard one. That like, You can't top Live of TikTok. Like, Listen, TikTok is the most funny account I've ever seen on the internet. Not just Twitter, but on all the social media too. Yeah. So, like literally, like they showed a, a video, like when Roe v. Wade was being overturned, because obviously you know there were a whole lot of protests going on after it was overturned, and there was a video that 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 lives of TikTok posted from Dallas, Texas, and it showed a whole bunch of um of women twerking for abortions. Literally. They were twerking for abortions. Like, that's literally what it was. So uh, There's a lot of crazy people that were doing stuff. I posted a video of some lady. I don't know what she was doing. She was making pretend like she was killing a, a, a baby doll or something like that. And she was, like, in some type of a bathing suit. And it just, again, mental illness is out of control in our in our time. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah, like a whole lot of – I'm not I, – I, I haven't showed you guys this yet. I showed Osiris this. But I think so. I think this would interest you the most. Like, it, there's actually a, a, an alien on the dollar bill, like a gray alien. If you see this right here, 
Uh, yeah, I see it. For some reason, I've seen that image before. I'm not sure if it was on Infowars or somewhere, but uh, very interesting indeed. So, is that pretty much how they're being folded, basically? <laughs> yeah, you just need—it's there. You just need a higher contrast. Like I'm, um, reading, I'm reading the comments, and these people are the people that are watching us are a hoot. They're so funny. A lot of these people are, are actually Osiris's viewers. Like they all—they all came over to my channel too, because because oh, I went on okay. his show. So. So yeah, so right when you right when you go on Osiris' channel, a lot of these people will go on your channel too. And by the okay, way, I'll, I'll I'll put Casey's the link to your pretty funny Empress Artemis is pretty funny. That oh. Meta Metapoly is a pretty funny guy. That, I mean, everybody's pretty funny, right? Right about now, as I'm looking through these. Yeah, I'll post the link to your guys' channel in the live chat so everyone can go over and subscribe. And everyone, please go over and, and subscribe to their podcast because their show is awesome. It's awesome, like. Now, especially if you're a Hispanic, you'll love these guys a whole lot, a whole. Yeah. Lot. So what we what we're doing is each each episode that we post, we're doing it in both English and Spanish, right? And and again, the target is to help the Spanish community get uh, alternative information uh, that's not given to them through the two leftist news stations that that are only available in Spanish, right? So yeah. that's what we're trying to do. So if you see. If you go in there and you see what's like, well, well, this isn't Spanish. I, I don't know Spanish. Don't worry about it. There's, there's. I've created a playlist, one for English and one for Spanish. So, yeah, there you go. And 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 yeah, like um, like they say, like um, people who like, have you noticed? Like they say, like all, if you're Hispanic or black or some minority or whatever, you have to be a Democrat. And if you and like people who of our races that we're, we're just some oddballs like spread away. They immediately call us like race traders or some uncle Tom's or whatever thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we actually talk about that in, uh, in our last English video that we did, it was uh, episode 3.2 or yeah, mm -hmm. 3.2, which was specific about how Democrats pander to minorities. Uh, we tackled uh, the, 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 the few examples of, of how they, they really disrespected the black community and, and, and the, the Hispanic community by trying to, uh, talk like us and and listen to our music and and, and I, I don't mean that in a bias way. What I'm saying is they don't listen to that music, but they played it at a Hispanic event to to seem relatable, right? Yeah. One thing is if you listen to Spanish music, and another thing is yeah. if you don't, and you're just doing it just to seem relatable. That's just fake and phony. So we do tackle stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And as a black person, a lot of people would say that oh, all black people's favorite music is rap. I like rap, but rap isn't actually my favorite music. It's my second favorite. My favorite kind of music is actually metal and rock. Because like I showed you right before we went on air, I showed you that Kiss casket because I'm a huge Kiss fan. Because yeah. rock is my all-time metal, particular, especially. But I do love the rock in like heavy area too. Like that stuff really cool. Yeah. And like um and like like and speaking of like um people spread out that from a from like a black person that's not liberal, Clarence Thomas, like um, did you see that 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 post someone did on Twitter basically calling like it was a liberal who called Clarence Thomas the N word. I'm pretty sure you guys saw that. Like literally. I did. I actually did hear about that. I don't. I don't think I saw it, but I, I, you know what? It 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 ticks me off. So I, I didn't watch it. But it's very similar to when Larry Elder ran for governor last year, and there was this uh, white liberal lady who, uh, if I'm not mistaken, put on a gorilla mask and threw a banana at him. Oh, or like like or like Larry Elder with that white. Wait, that's what you meant. That guy, that person, that gorilla mask that threw eggs at him. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Was it egg? I thought it was a banana. I mean, stuff like that I, really burns me up. And then the funny part is that the left claims that the, the right is racist. Yep. Like, um, like if you re if you done your research, you would know that people on the right were more traditionalist. We were most most of us, I believe, actually believe in God. 
So yeah. yeah. Empress Artemis says, I thought you were Mexican. <laughs> hey, here's the thing though. Speaking of that, ever since I was a little kid, ever since I was a little kid, everyone thinks I'm Mexican. Literally, everyone that I've walked into thinks I'm Mexican. But the thing is, I'm half black, half white. So yeah. yeah he pass, he, Saul, he could pass for, for Hispanic, right? Yeah, yeah. most happily. Every a lot of people think I am, but I literally had, I, I I literally had to keep telling everyone, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, and some people even think I'm lying. So I literally have to show photos of my parents just to just to show that I'm not. Literally, <laughs> yeah, because like it, it gets it gets a little weird. Like it's, it's it's happened ever since I was a little kid. Ever since I was in school, every time a, the vast majority of people I talk I see that think I don't think I'm black, they think I'm Mexican. Which um, <laughs> I, keep, I keep trying to tell him, no, I'm not. I'm black, half white. I see it. Yeah, Katie um, said it too. So yeah, but 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 there are a lot of Mexican people that I'm good friends with. As a matter of fact, oh oh. No, as a matter of fact, say, listen, listen to what Metal Poly says here. He says Hispanics and Latinos are now considered white adjacent because they're drifting right, according to the leftoids. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what. I, I get told all the time I have white privilege, even though my parents came here literally with nothing, with nothing. My yep. mom literally escaped communism. My dad didn't know the language, didn't know anything. They worked so hard together, but somehow I have white privilege. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and like um, like Carlos, like I told, I talked to Osiris, like like probably around January, February, maybe that's when we can all meet up and like do a podcast in person. So like, yeah. yeah. Cool. Like um, I think it would be me and him go to Florida to meet up with you. And like, like, and I, and I haven't talk, talked to Osiris about this yet, but I think instead of just doing one podcast, how about we do this? We do like, um, we do one, like, you know how CW with the DC universe, they do all these crossover events. All the crossover events are terrible except Christ on Earth X. I'll just say that. But like, but this aside, they, they have like, a, like a Supergirl, a Flash, or Arrow. Like, they have a, a storyline, but they do what each episode crosses is, is connected and does it does right, right after that episode goes right into the next one and that and so on. But it's a different character show. How about we do something like that where like we could do it one with Osiris' show, then do one with my show, and do one with your guys' show too. Maybe you could maybe Saul, you could come on do it, do it with us. Thank you. Yeah, we, we, we would love to write, to collaborate with you, you know, with Cyrus, uh, to have a, a, a collaboration where we can, you know, be, be in your show like we are right now and vice versa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's, it's definitely been a, a great opportunity to, to, you know, to talk to you, to your audience, and uh, I want to, to, to do it again. <laughs> you got to read that comment from Metalopoly. You got to read it. He says, come on, little spoiled rich white kids uh, teach you about how that wasn't real communism. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Osiris, is, um, his fans are so hilarious, too. Like, <laughs> but... And that, like also, not not just do a show, but like when we all get down there, how about we all go to the gym and work out, do like a huge workout session like they do on Let, TV. Let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> probably, well, pro it'll probably be in, in January or February because I'll have vacation time built up by then. So yeah. let's make it happen. Hey, just going back to that comment by that, uh, a, a great audience. I, I, I literally had a fellow alumni from the University of South Florida. 
uh, he's a leftist, you know, he's a Democrat. I respect him. I like him as a person and he respects my views. That's how it should be. I agree to disagree. And he literally told me when, when I posted something on Facebook about Venezuela, about Maduro being an, an illegitimate president, which he is uh, yep. a dictator and the disaster e e economic and social-wise in Venezuela, he literally wanted to school me and tell me, no, communism is good in Venezuela. This is why. And I'm literally from Venezuela. I am a born Venezuelan. And he yep. wanted to, to tell me that I was wrong. I mean, yep. unbelievable. <laughs> he, that, that is incredibly stupid right there. Like, um, wow, you know, wow. Yeah. Just because you make it, just because, all because he made a comment about Venezuela, he said that it's, it's actually a real good place. Is that what he's Yeah, he wanted to school me about the situation in Venezuela. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and speaking yeah. of something like, did you hear Bernie Sanders a few years ago? He said, People in Venezuela are having a are living a better life than people in America. He said wow. that a few years ago. Clown yeah. world, clown world. I mean, Bernie Sanders, he's one of the top leaders of the clown world. So go figure. Yeah, he's, well, like, he said he said similar things about Cuba and and Russia back in the day, and how Cuba has like this high medical best doctors in the world and all this nonsense you know let, let me tell you something if if cuba was as great as bernie sanders thinks it is there wouldn't be people swimming across shark infested waters to come to this country yep literally dying literally dying to get here exactly yeah yeah do you guys have you guys personally met anyone who was who came here illegally do either of you know anyone who has i do oh yes. okay I've never met one. I I mean I know a lot of Hispanics, but none of them came over here illegally. So yeah, like so like, so in the nineties when when so where, where I grew up was called Passaic, New Jersey. It's uh it, it's it was split in the eighties between uh, blacks and Hispanics, and if I go even further than that, it was Puerto Ricans and mainly Dominicans. And then uh, in the nineties there was like this huge influx of uh, Central Americans. Uh, predominantly Mexicans. So a lot of blacks actually ended up leaving out and, and moving uh, to other cities uh, like Patterson. There were still uh, predominant presidents there. But, um, but uh, you know, my dad used to work in a factory back in that time. And uh, he told me that uh, the amount of illegal immigrants that were coming in and taking jobs. Now, he here's what the left loves to do. They love to say that, oh, no, no American, no, no white person wants to pick strawberries or clean or clean bathrooms. Well, well, guess what? I, I'm an American. I'm Hispanic. I don't want to do those. Why? Because I have a college degree. I'm a professional. Nope. Right? I, I don't need to do that. Right. I'm sure. If I move to Japan, let's say where I don't speak the language, I may have to do that because I, I, there's a language barrier. Right. Yeah. Here's the interesting that part. That's an apples and oranges comparison. When we look at apples to apples, well, why is the illegal immigrant getting a job over the legal immigrant, right? Yeah. And that's yep. what was happening. There were uh, my dad, uh, my dad's legal immigrant friends were not getting jobs because the illegals were coming and taking away their jobs. And where mm -hmm. he worked at, the minimum wage because they were machine operators should have been about twelve to fifteen dollars an hour back then. And these guys were working for minimum wage, which back then was five ten an hour in New Jersey. Yep. Yeah. Like, like I. Personally, I've never actually met someone who actually was an illegal immigrant. I never have. Um, like, um, but I do, re but I do know that um, ever since like um, a bunch of these illegals have been coming over, they've all been flown out to all different states. And like, when you look at all, and when you look at the traffic of which they're all being um, um, sent to, they're all being sent to red states. If you really look at it, they are. Of course, it's a tactic. 
It's a tactic yeah. because they know they know predominantly Hispanics will vote Democrat because of the lie that they're fed that Republicans are white supremacists and racist. And that narrative is louder than ever in this current day and age. Yeah, like um, like that. That's the thing I don't understand. That uh, I should be that. We're not stupid when we really look at it. They, if they think we're stupid enough to believe that, oh, this is just a huge coincidence. They're all being sent to red states. Uh, <laughs> Well, isn't it funny what Greg Abbott is doing in shipping them over to D.C. and New York, and now they're complaining, they're crying. Oh, we can't handle all these illegal immigrants. We'll take them. We'll take them. Now that they're getting them, now that they don't want them. Yeah. Now now they know how um, red states feel about it, like particularly Texas Texas and Arizona. New Mexico, I don't think they even care because they actually want them to come in, to be honest. So because New Mexico is one of the bluest states there is. Yeah, listen, but, it's, it has nothing to do with nationality, right? It's not, listen, we're Hispanics. We're, we're not racist against our own people, even though that's what the left will say. Oh, you guys are traitors. Listen, I've been deemed a Hispanic traitor since 2001 before all of this nonsense started. I worked in the Spanish unit at a, at a predominant bank in New Jersey. And we had one day, we had we had these themes that would happen every like uh, mid middle of the month. Like there was a Las Vegas theme and, and the assistant managers would, would decorate the place like if it was Vegas and they had all these real, it was a nice, nice place to work a lot, very lucrative. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So one day there was an international flag day. And this is when I worked in the Spanish unit. These were mm-hmm. specifically for Spanish speaking customers. So yep. people brought in their flags. There was the Puerto Rican flag. There was the Dominican flag, Colombian, Mexican, whatever. I yep. had my beautiful red, white, and blue and 50 and 50 stars. Right. I yep. had my flag up. And so somebody came to me and goes, hey, where are your flags? And I go, <laughs> I go, well, it's right there. It's the American flag. Oh, but yeah. aren't, you like, aren't you like Cuban or something like that? I said, well, my mom's Cuban. My father's Peruvian. I wasn't born in those countries. I was born here. I love That's that flag. They told yeah. me I was a traitor, a, a Hispanic traitor, basically, because I rep my American flag. You wow. see that? Unbelievable, yeah. Carlos. Uh, I like that flag, right? Uh, I love those flags. <laughs> yeah, you can't. This one right here, you can't even get it anymore. Really, they don't. I, as far as I know, they don't really sell them on any of the major websites anymore. Like as Correct. far as I know. Yeah. Yep. But this shirt. Yep. Yeah, I told you, Saru, but um, I didn't tell you, Carlos. This, you know, who Colian Noir is, the YouTuber, yep. the pro. Yep. This is this. I brought this shirt from his website. Like nice. keep Iowa tactical. Yeah, nice. you should probably get one for Florida. Yeah, absolutely. Check out what Katie Maria just posted. That was that was good. The Democrats think because we are Hispanics, we support illegal immigration. The, for, the, from what I've seen, almost ninety nine point nine percent of Hispanics are disagree with illegal immigration. At least the ones that. And you can see that change in Democrat in Democratic strongholds like District. What was it? Thirty four. That Myra Flores won. Myra Flores won. Yeah, yeah. She flipped it after that being a Democratic stronghold for the past one hundred and fifty years, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Artemis said it. Said, "Here's my answer to the flags: fire." So yeah. Yeah. I like your, I like your audience, man. It's full of good, good, solid people. Oh yeah, Great like. People. Uh, Great people, yeah. very educated and inter- interactive. You know, we like yeah, that. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> and and yeah, like it's it's pretty fun doing the show because like what inspired me to do the show is because like I saw a whole lot of stuff going on and I just had so much building up and I just wanted to get my thoughts out there. That's why I started the show. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Uh, Met- Metalopoly. I can't. I can't even pronounce it right. Like that's a good point. So you could probably uh, uh, you know relate to that. 
Uh, let me go ahead and read it. That's some BS, man. I mean, uh, what's wrong with, with it going about it the right way? I know I'd be upset if I worked hard to become an American citizen, then I have to watch people jump the line. Oh, exactly. Outstanding point. That's actually what, I, what we mentioned in our show uh, where, listen, I became a, na a naturalized citizen here in this great nation. And yes, I got into the back of the line. I had a good, clean record. I did all the steps to become a U.S. citizen and to see all these illegals crossing the border without any checks and balances, breaking the law, because that's what's, what's literally what they're doing. And the leftist Marxist Democrats, uh, and, you know, embracing this and pushing this. It's very frustrating. Uh, it, it is not right. It is not fair. And uh, that's what we need. We need to finish the wall. Yep. And Artemis said this this comment. Um, I mean, I meant for burn because all flags mean to divide. A flag should be for everyone and stand for truth. Um, the American flag stands for truth and, and freedom. That's what it does. Now there, are, like, and like here, I don't know if you guys know who who this guy. You guys know who the rapper Tom McDonald is, right? Like, I don't like, know. Who you gotta I'm listen to his, he does political um music. Like, it's awesome. He's not. He's mm -hmm. not a not a conservative. He's actually a, a, a moderate libertarian. That's something like that. And he's also a Trump that fan is. too. And in, in one of the videos, in one, one of his songs is actually called America. And in the and in the in the song, what he said was like um every every flag around the world is covered in a little blood. Like there's no country is perfect. Everyone, every country on, on this planet has done bad things that they're not proud of. Like find me one country that that, that has not done one um bad thing. I dare you to. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and uh, Ray, definitely do send us the name of that rapper. I also I listened to Bryson Gray, which I'm sure you know oh, who yeah. he is. And yep. uh, he has a lot of great music, uh, you know, with our views and uh, and very, very uh, truthful. Yeah. Uh, give me one second. I'm bringing this up so you guys can actually see this guy on. Uh, give me one second. Osiris knows who he is. Yeah. This guy right here. Like, take a look at some of those songs that he's done. Like these are actually some really cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, this one, New World Order, is awesome, and that song where, where I just mentioned is America right here. So it's really cool stuff, and he and he's not. Oh, I, some, saw, I saw that one actually. I did see that. I posted that. Um, I shared it on my Facebook. Yeah, and he all, like he's also an independent rapper. He's not tied to any record label. No, he does all this on his own. Him and his girlfriend, they they do they just make all these videos themselves. They write the songs out and they just film it. That's literally what it is. Like, yeah. So so it's interesting. I, I see the point that Empress is making and, and Osiris agrees with regarding the division of the flag. But to be honest with you, uh, it, it it it's you have to look at it from the other spectrum, right? N number one is that you've got you've got countries that hate us. I mean, if all the countries were kumbaya, holding hands, and and honestly, it's a little bit globalist if you think about it. Uh, mm -hmm. That'd be fine if we were all holding hands, but you have countries that literally want to destroy what America stands for. Uh, I mean, every other day, Iran is calling for the death of Israel and the United States and North Korea is doing likewise. And so, you know, when you're hated, you, you can't, yeah. you, you know, you can't just have open borders willy nilly and, and just let everybody in. You, you've got to protect. Listen, it's no different than protection mm -hmm. of your home. Uh, if that weren't the case, we would all live without doors, without gates, without locks, and, and we don't because yeah. there's crazy people out there that wanna they wanna do you harm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and like and like um in one of the in Tom's song that he wrote, New World Order, he says like build something about building a wall. How is building a wall rate um, offensive? But then your favorite actor has a fence that's like 15 feet. So 
yeah, your favorite actor has a fence that's like 15 feet. So, yeah. And, 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 and just like Joe Biden in his vacation home, that he, he literally have more walls built for privacy. Yeah. And um, speaking of um, independent artists like Tom McDonald, like something independent, and Osiris is going to love what I, who, I, who, who I'm going to mention. You got, I, know, I know you know who he is, um, Carlos, but do you know, but Eric is Eric July. That's what I'm talking about. Like oh, he, yeah. he, start, he started his own comic book company. With Ripaverse, I ordered. Oh. I ordered my my comics. Uh, I ordered all three uh, covers. Yep, I'm actually. I'm, I haven't ordered mine yet. I'm going to pretty soon. So yeah, I'm uh, so excited I, for him. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of, of Eric. So yeah, yeah. This uh, guy, this guy's. Uh, he he's he's an actual libertarian as well. If I if I'm not mistaken, or yep. an independent. Yeah. Yep. Um, and and but I mean he he just sees common sense right, and he calls out the left's BS all the time. And all the woke garbage that's going on and infecting the movies and the comic Story world and stuff like that. This guy's Story so on one. point. I've been watching him for like four years now. Yeah, is this the right one? I'm making sure. No, that's not the right one. Uh, where is this? I'm sure because he did. He, no, the first video he did. Yeah, this oh, yeah, one is. I wait. No, that's not it. That's the short version. I'm going to find the full on thing because he made a full on video, which was his very yeah, first post. Uh, Osiris, I saw your your video on the Ripaverse. You were really excited. Uh, as am I, because let me tell you something, um, you know, anytime there's you speak against this woke narrative that that Marvel and DC are going through, you get labeled naturally like any any other political disagreement. And, mm -hmm. and, and Eric really just holds his ground. And he's talking about I mean, his, his show is called uh, for, for canon's sake. Right. And that's exactly what we want. We just the characters that were invented. Keep them the way that they were invented. Don't start changing them because you wanna you wanna placate and pander to a, a small minority group. Yeah, and like you, Carlos, you're doing something good with you're doing your own Transformers project. And like and like you said, you're not you're not having any political correctness of any kind. Whether you, no, even though you're I'm not, listen, even though, listen, even though I'm, I'm not having any politics in it whatsoever. Yeah. It's just a Transformer film. That's all it is. Yeah, and like let's watch this again because I love this video that he made. So, yeah. Yep. I'm Eric July, founder, owner, and writer. Welcome to the Ripperverse. The Ripperverse is the result of a comic book lifer that wanted to be a part of the solution instead of always griping about the problem. Now, don't get me wrong. This was always a part of my aspirations. However, the current climate certainly sped things up. You've watched some of your favorite comic book characters be bastardized to the point to where they're completely unrecognizable. The that part is that's probably I that's probably the biggest balls he has to say right there. Like. That is probably but, one of the. But even, oh, yeah. but even Stan Lee said it. He says, "Listen, I don't, I don't have a problem making a gay character, but but don't make Peter Parker gay because he's never been gay. You know, make yeah. make new characters that you want to see, but don't change the old ones." Yeah, we'll, we'll go. Yep, yep, yep. You just use his career. Step. Oh wait, wait, did you? Yeah. You know why they don't do it? Because they know that if they they were to make a character like that. Uh, and, and give it its own movie, it wouldn't make any money because the percentage of the audience that would watch that is minuscule. 
So what they do is they blend it into the stuff that's pre-existing. They blend it into the movies because they know they've captured that audience and that base, and they'll watch whatever you throw at them, like some type of comic prostitute. Like Top Gun Maverick. So, yeah, that was good. Yeah. Or Spider-Man No Way Home. Movie. Very Spider American movie. Yep. Or Spider-Man No Way Home, which that movie was amazing. <laughs> what? What? Because the, the left thinks that Eric July is, is a black white supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> he's been like called Larry a modern, Elder. yeah, yeah. He's been called a modern Uncle Tom by a lot of people on Twitter too. So, yeah. wow, yeah. Pink stones for a lot of writers that don't care about the lore. Some even despise their fans. Those are people that just want to tell stories that represent their social political views, even if they don't make sense for the characters that they're writing. And of course, these mega corporations that control these properties don't exactly make it easy for you to get in and understand what's canon. Yep. So maybe it's time for something new. Yep. We are a comic book company first and foremost that will never be forgotten no matter how big this venture gets. And we are guided by a set of principles known as the Ripperverse ethic. You yep. will find this on a page in every single book that we release. And it's a set of standards that we certainly want you to hold us to. There are three main things that we will always emphasize. Number one, respect the customer. We yep. aren't owed your dollar, but we love to have you as longtime supporters. It's going to be up to us to keep you interested and invested. Now, anytime there's passion involved, there's going to be those conflicts, but we'll respect you. So as long as you respect us, mm -hmm. it's all about reciprocity. Our yep. second point of emphasis is canon and continuity. Yep. This is an ever-expanding universe. There's going to be many of characters that will be introduced. But when yep. you buy a book from us, you own a piece of history. It yep. matters. These events will not be erased by way of time travel or some multiversal aspect. And number yep. three, a comprehensive timeline. No matter when you jump into this space, we want to make it easy for you to get caught up on some characters that you're interested in. So we're going to keep the reboots to a minimum. Now, don't worry. We know that picking up the pieces is part of the fun. So we're not going to exactly hold your hand. Yep. Nice. Yep. And while I personally value liberty, we're not going to beat you over the head with on the nose current politics and current narratives that will completely contradict what it is that we're trying to do here. So whether you're into our main character in our first book, I some or you're into Yaira or you're interested in all of them will certainly have you as a customer. Yep. Your ethnic background or genetic makeup is wholly irrelevant to us. Yep. Now, previously being part of comic book fandoms myself, I understand the importance of them. We'll do our jobs to preserve the sanctity on the business end, and we hope you will help us preserve a more healthy and thriving yeah. fandom. Yep. If we manage to do that, we're going to be very competitive in this market, and we're going to make our mark on this industry. We're not going to be perfect. Errors will be made, but we won't let that stop us from being great. Yep. So visit Ripperverse.com where we have our own unique store that is tailor-made for our audience. A lot of our stuff will be released in campaign format with limited edition items. And once they're gone, 
they're gone. We'll be making books that expand across many different genres. So I'm very confident that we'll have something that is right for you in a series that you'll make your favorite. And one last yeah. thing, I started this company with no external investors and that's something that I like to remain true. Sure, we want to expand in many different avenues, video games, animation, maybe even live action movies, yep. but not if it means selling off assets. Mm -hmm. We only answer to the customer. We don't want to make the same mistake as the other guy. <laughs> so, so Ray, I actually reached out to him. I sent him an email last year. Um, yeah. He was, I think he mentioned about, I don't know if he mentioned he wanted to do something about it or something like that. I don't know, but I sent him an email. He never responded, but yeah. I told him that I, I wanted to find a way how I can support him monetarily and even talent wise if needed be right yeah um yeah. so I, I would like to still reach out to him and and still uh offer that that uh yeah. that contribution again yeah you told me the, fir the first time you came on my show like that's yeah, yeah like and also that uh, that first time i had you on that was probably that episode was awesome like i still can't believe that we went through five hours like that yeah. episode was five oh hours like, also, I, also, I just sent you an email that I'd like you to bring up on the screen. Uh, it's kind of uh, in line with what uh, Empress Artemis is going through. Uh, this is significant and symbolic to people like myself and Saul. Uh, if you can, if you can yep. put that up. Yep. Give me one second. I'm bringing this up. Okay. Oh yeah, I, I see it right now. Okay, I can, I get it already. Okay. Come on, come up. Right here. Yeah. So, nope. so here you've got you've got three places right uh, on the globe that don't have freedom, that don't have liberty, that are persecuted by their own government, uh, and they're waving our flag. That's significant. Mm -hmm. uh, Saul, from his family's background, right? They appreciate that. They love that flag, and I know that because obviously I'm married to his sister. He's my brother-in-law. And yep. my family loves this flag because if it wasn't for that flag and us being here, uh, we would be starving eating out of a garbage can in Cuba right now. Yeah, like um, Hong Kong, Cuba, Venezuela. These are communist um, places. Hong Kong wasn't always communist, but because China took them over again. That yeah, and, like, the Hong Kong freedom fighters, like literally, they were not. They were just fighting um the, the Hong Kong um, police with just rocks and sticks and stuff, literally. Yep, and and I love I love the message here on this meme. It says, "Note the symbol that oppressed people use when they express their desire for freedom and a better life." Saul, would you like to chime in on that? Most definitely, Carlos. That is a symbolic analogy and comparison because uh, it, it it does show how grateful we are to be in the land of the free, the home of the brave. Uh, this country represents freedom. Um, if it wasn't for that flag and this beautiful country that has given me the opportunity uh, to be part of this great nation, I wouldn't be alive in Venezuela. I, 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 I can tell you guys that. Why? Because I would have been protesting the Chavez regime that actually killed and murdered fr pro protesters that were there peacefully just yep. because of having a different ideology and wanting freedom and not wanting oppression. I would have been there with brothers and sisters of Venezuela that passed away because yep. of wanting to express their freedom. So thanks to that flag and thanks to this nation, I'm here with my family, enjoying the privilege of freedom, of freedom of speech, of working hard, 
things like that. Uh, and if I were be alive in Venezuela, I would I would be probably starving to death. Yep. And speaking of the flag, I literally have a giant one, like literally in my living room right there. It's literally front and center. You, like like literally when you come in and you turn you turn to the to the right, you see it right there on the wall. Like and it's huge. It takes up a, a huge part of my wall in my living room. So yeah. It's a centerpiece. Thank you. Really. Thank you for that. Yeah. 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 All right. You, you told me that you guys need to go, need to go right now because you guys have some things you have to take care of because you have to work tomorrow. So yeah, we got to wake but, up early tomorrow, man. <laughs> yeah. But thank you guys for coming on here. Like this was really, really fun to do. Really fun. Like I got to have both you guys on again sometime. Like yeah, maybe absolutely. some, may, maybe sometime you have the three of us and Osiris on at the same time. So yeah. Thank you. We, thank yeah. you for inviting us, Ray. Thank you for having us. Uh, uh, it was a oh, it was a privilege and an honor to, to be here and, and talk to the audience, right? That's awesome. Uh, yeah, hopefully, yeah. I'll see them on our on our channel, right? Uh, Patriots yeah. of the American Republic, yeah. and oh. uh, look out for us, guys. We're doing videos uh, at least three videos a week, both in English yeah. and in Spanish. So yeah. hopefully, you guys will find the material there yeah. uh, just yeah. as good as it is here. Yeah, I actually Thank suggest you, you guys. Try, I suggest you guys try to do your show live because guess what? When you do your show live, you get way more viewers, way more. Like that's interesting. Play- when we when we get comfortable, we're not as we're not as comfortable as you behind the live session yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, this is only episode fifty nine, so yeah. Nice. nice. All right. Thank you, Ray, for the opportunity. Right. It was a privilege being part of your show. We're really grateful, and uh, we look forward to collaborating with you again and your audience. Uh, yep. You know, may God bless you guys all. Be yep. safe. Yep. Stay vigilant, and uh, and let's go, Brandon. Yep. And where can everyone find you again? Just be sure. Well, time. you guys can find us on YouTube uh, by typing in uh, Patriots of the American Republic. That is the name of our channel, Patriots of the American Republic. And the social media, it's coming up uh, soon in the next couple of days. So next time that you have us over in, in your show again, uh, yeah. we'll share the social media sites as well. Okay. And, like, guys, make sure to just head over there and subscribe to their channel because these guys are really cool. These are my buddies. I think they would really appreciate that. Because because we're all because po- we're all populists, so we need, all need to stick together. So yeah, just like Osiris, even though he's a even though he's not a conservative, he's still a populist. So we all got to stick together. So, yeah, yeah. I think Osiris is pretty sharp. Like, I'm listening into his stuff, and he's really sharp. So I really enjoy oh, yeah. his stuff. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. we definitely we definitely got to have uh, we definitely got to do more of these collaborations. They're really good. I like them. Yeah. So we get all get can get all four all four of us together. So that would yeah. be a pretty fun thing. All right. Awesome. All right, right, guys. guys. Have a great one. Yep. You guys too. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Make sure to like this channel. Subscribe to the – like this video. Subscribe to this channel. Share this video and turn on notifications so we can beat the YouTube algorithm. Because this channel right here is shadow banned, and we need to break through that so this channel can grow. Also, if you're watching this on Rumble Live, make sure to like this and follow me on Rumble. And follow me on all the other social media platforms as well because I'm on all of them, including Truth Social. All right, guys, this has been the Ray Infinity Show podcast. This is episode number 59. Catch you guys later. Peace.